Lord Jesus, as we celebrate your resurrection with that joy that you give abundantly, we ask now that you would breathe your Holy Spirit upon us and that you would raise us up with you to share in your victory over sin, to share in your victory over the devil, to share in your victory over death itself. Come, Holy Spirit, and breathe new and abundant resurrection life into us this morning. We pray, Jesus, in your name, for your glory and for our freedom. Amen. Resurrection Sunday marks the greatest day in human history. It's the day when God the Father concentrates all of his infinite power on the tomb. While the Romans gloat about his failure and the Pharisees call him a fraud, Jesus gets up from being dead. And making sure that his closest friends and followers don't go on thinking that he was just a great moral teacher. Jesus folds up his burial linens and places them politely on the end of his bed. He rolls away the heavy stone from the entrance to the tomb and returns to his father. The Holy Spirit who conceives the eternal word in flesh now revives the eternal word in bodily resurrection. Hallelujah. So what does this mean for us? Why the joy? Why the great celebration this day? An empty grave means that our Savior lives. It means that Jesus has conquered sin for us. It means that Jesus has defeated the devil for us. It means that Jesus has overcome death on our behalf. And victoriously, Jesus then returns to his disciples and breathes new life into them. In the Gospel of John, we read this. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid. And suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, Jesus showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. And they were filled with joy. And again, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. And this time he added, As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And then Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Today, we hold on to this same hope that Jesus will come to us, that Jesus will make the reality of his resurrection real in our lives and that he will breathe his Holy Spirit upon us. Because our Savior lives, we too can enjoy his presence in our lives and be filled with new life by the Spirit. In Romans 8, the Bible says, the Spirit of God 
who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. When the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the grave comes and makes his home inside of us, he brings freedom. And as Paul writes to the church in Corinth, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is that freedom. And so this morning, I want to take a look at the freedom we received by being raised with Christ in his resurrection and filled with his Holy Spirit. Freedom! Jesus is the truth and the way and the life. And he sets us free that we might live free indeed. What is the freedom that we know raised with Christ? We've been free to know God. Y'all, Christianity is about a relationship, not a bunch of rules. It's about the most important relationship of all, our relationship with God who made us for himself, who made us to enjoy him forever. You and I were created to live in a relationship with God. And until we find that relationship, there's always going to be something missing in our lives. But because Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he is alive today, we can know God. As we know Christ, we know God. Whoever has seen Christ has seen the Father. And what we know through the power of the resurrection is that everything Jesus promised about God and about living in relationship with God is true and it's trustworthy. The Holy Spirit comes to live in every Christian to assure us of our relationship with God and to help us get to know God better day after day after day. The Spirit helps us to pray. The Spirit helps us to read and mark and learn and inwardly digest and be transformed by God's word, the Bible. And the Spirit connects us with one another, not just with God, but with one another through encouraging Christ-centered friendship. We have been raised with Christ to be free. We've been raised with Christ to be free to know God and as we have walked into knowing God and into a relationship with God, we have been set free from guilt. Second only to our relationship with God, our greatest need is for God's forgiveness. And whether we feel guilty or not, we're all guilty before God because of the many times that we've rebelled against him and broken his commandments in thought, in word, in deed, just as when someone commits a crime, there's a penalty to be paid. In the same way, there's a penalty for breaking God's commandments. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And the result of these things we do wrong is spiritual death, being cut off from God here and now and eternally. And we all deserve to suffer that penalty. But the good news is this, Jesus died on the cross for us because he loves us and he doesn't want us to have to pay that penalty for all the things that we've done wrong. And so 
through his resurrection. Jesus made it possible for us to start over. Jesus made it possible for us to start again, to begin anew. Through the resurrection, the cross and the resurrection, God accepts us. No matter what we've done or how much of a mess that we've made with our lives, there is no one beyond the life and the love and the saving embrace of our Lord Jesus Christ who is alive. Hallelujah. Through the resurrection, we have experienced the freedom to know God, freedom from guilt, and freedom from death. Freedom from death. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, and anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe that? This is the hope that God holds out to us today. Jesus destroyed death, and so we no longer need to fear death. Death isn't an end for those whom Christ has set free. Death is a gateway to heaven where we will be free forever, free from all sickness, all sin, all sorrow and pain, free to enjoy God and his abundant life and love eternally. Only in Jesus Christ do we find eternal life. And that relationship, that life, that eternal life starts now and it survives through eternity. So by his resurrection, we have been set free to know God, free from guilt, free from death and free to love. Free to love in the resurrection of Christ we have been given the same love that brought Jesus to the earth, that took Jesus to the cross, that raised him from the grave. That love now abides in us. The Bible says we love because Jesus first loved us. As we look to the cross, we understand God's love for us. As we look to the resurrection, we experience that love the first fruit of new life in Christ is love. The Holy Spirit gives us love, new love for God, new love for people. And so we're set free to live a life centered around loving and serving Jesus and loving and serving other people rather than a life centered around merely loving and serving ourselves. Freedom to know God, freedom from guilt, freedom from death, freedom to love, and finally, freedom to change. Sometimes people say, well, that's just who I am. Deal with it. Well, the good news is that with the help of the Holy Spirit, that's not true. We can change. We are changing. The Spirit is at work in us, conforming us more and more 
to the character and the attitudes and the behaviors of Christ Jesus, who didn't just give his life for us to get us out of hell and into heaven, but gave his life and rose again to live his life in us and live his life through us that we might become more like him day after day. To the church in Galatia, the Apostle Paul tells us that the fruit of the Spirit's presence in our lives is the very characteristics and qualities of Jesus himself, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When Jesus breathes the Spirit of God within us, these wonderful characteristics begin to grow and transform our lives from the inside out for the better. And the resurrection power of Jesus pervades every part of our lives. It's not like the Holy Spirit is some kind of guest who only shows up on the weekends and merely occupies one room of our house. No, he's the very presence and power of God who permanently resides in every room of our house and always bears good fruit wherever he is. This is what Jesus' resurrection means for us. Freedom. Freedom. We are raised with Christ and set free. Free to live. Life in Christ, like for Christ, like by Christ, here and now and forever. And the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead now lives within us, lives within every believer, giving new, full, and abundant eternal life. That is good news. That is why our hearts are filled with joy. That is why today is a day of victory, a day of celebration. Because as Christ is alive, we are alive with him. And this is such a life-giving message at this time. Because y'all, there are deep griefs that you bear. There are difficult losses that you are navigating. There are struggles and obstacles and weaknesses and sin that drag us into dark tombs. But we are not without hope. We are not without God. And we will not be sealed up or shut up. Jesus comes to pry open that tomb and to resurrect every good and perfect thing within it, beginning with us. Jesus is a tomb breaker. There's no grief, no loss, no wounding, no event No market, no pandemic, nothing that is stronger than the resurrected love of Jesus Christ in our lives. Jesus is a tomb breaker. He heals our wounds. He forgives our sins. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He redeems our pain and he comes to walk beside us to provide for us 
to protect us and to make all of his promises effective in our lives here and now and forever. There's no tomb in your life that Jesus can't break open. And there's nothing good in your life that Jesus can't resurrect. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Do you believe that today? Here's the invitation. One doesn't become a Christian because one is convinced. One becomes a Christian because one is convicted. Today, the resurrected Jesus stands before you and says, here I am. See my hands? See my sides? I'm alive. It's me. Now, receive my spirit. Get up. Walk out of your tomb and live. Today, I want to invite you to respond to the greatest moment in history by accepting the greatest invitation in history. This is your day. This is the day that will go down in history in your life. This is the day that you will tell your grandkids about. This is the day to write it in, to ink it in, to pour it into concrete, to proclaim with as little faith as you might have, yes, Jesus, I believe you and I receive your spirit. Help me, Jesus. So now, as Joel and our musicians come back, I do want to invite you to bow your heads and open your heart. And to join me in this prayer. This might be the first time you've prayed this prayer. This might be uh, a time for you to reaffirm this prayer in your life. You can use your own words or you can use mine. But now let's pause and call on the name of our resurrected Lord. Let us pray. Jesus, I ask you to please come into my life now. I want to know you, Lord. I want to experience your presence and your joy in my life here and now and forever. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free from all guilt and all shame. I am sorry for the things that I've done wrong in my life. And I now turn from everything which I now know is wrong and I turn to you, Jesus. And I receive your forgiveness. I receive you and I receive the fullness of your forgiveness, Lord. And because you rose from the dead, I know you're alive. And I ask, please breathe that life into me. Breathe your Holy Spirit upon me. I receive your spirit, Lord, 
to fill me and to lead me, to give me the desire and the ability to live no longer for myself, but for you who died and rose for me. And by your spirit, make all of the fruit of your presence in my life. Grow and grow and grow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is my Easter prayer. Amen.